the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to this bumper edition of the Six Pointer Podcast. Uh, later in the podcast, you'll be hearing um, from uh, myself and Yamas Linhart um, as Espia take on Arhos. Um, but right now, I have Matthew Tool with me, and we're going to discuss Palace's two 0 away victory at Burnley. Matthew, how are you? Feeling uh, pretty good after that result, I guess. Glad all over, mate. Feeling glad all over. Fantastic result. Fantastic performance. Yeah, I, I thought especially in the second half we were were I mean sorry the first half we were particularly dominant and um, there was a, there was a few chances I think uh, was it um, AU had a, an opportunity um, and Wilf um, had it, finally got his goal wasn't it I think it was a, mi- a minute into injury time in the, in the second half but it, I think it was uh, no less than what we deserved really. Yeah, I think we showed in the first half. Uh, I wouldn't say Burnley were poor, but we we were the better of the two teams. Uh, I think their keeper will be absolutely gutted with that goal. You say Wilf did well to get free down the left hand side, did he? And then get into the box, and the defenders should have done a lot, a lot better with him, really. But got his shot away. Keeper should have saved it, but you know, we'll take that all day long. Um, perfect time to score. Lovely to go in one nil up, and then I thought second half we came out and to be honest, Burnley gave him more of a go second. Half. I thought it was more of a more of a contest, more of an even contest, probably. But over the ninety minutes, so we were the better team, yeah. Yeah, I no, I think I completely agree with you there. Where in the second half, I think that Burnley came out and made it more of a contest and, and really had a go at us. There was a bit of a back and forth, and it, it felt like for me it was two teams almost playing counter-attacking football in the second half against one another. Uh, it was sort of one would break, then the other one would break, then the other one would break. But I never really felt too threatened by Burnley, I, I, which, which is which is strange, you know, given the run they've been on and they've got two powerful centre forwards. Um, I always felt that we we could deal with them, um, and this was despite um, Scott Dan picking up an injury, I think it was 10 minutes into the, into the game, actually, and he was eventually replaced by Mandu Sacco, wasn't he? It was interesting, he stayed on for so long, wasn't it? Because um, he, was, he was struggling at points, and there was one point when you mentioned their strikers, but Woods was thrown on goal because uh, Lieutenant Dan, as we like to call him, um, did a sort of a air air kick with the uh, the ball up on top and yeah. ended up right at Woods' feet and um, he should have scored shouldn't he really and that would be one or one. who knows which way we've gone then because as we said second I was more of an even contest but um, but no no you, you know away from home to, to perform like that and to, I think we got the goals at the right time as well so you know scoring before the, the, the break and then sort of in the second half when it's fair to say Burnley had a few chances. We'd, we'd also probably had a few, and, and maybe, you know, look at the stats, need to have a look, but maybe had a few more than they did, particularly that second half run. Um, I thought Schlupp's goal was lovely, you know, okay, the defensive uh, mess up from their part, on their part, but, you know, to, to put the ball down, be composed in, in the box, and a lovely finish from him. Um, you know, he, he continues to kind of do a job when you, when you need him to, really. Yeah, very much so, and and say he's often sort of criticised by by some sections of the, of the Palace fan base, maybe because he's not, you know, a particularly um, 
well, I don't know what the word is really, but he, he doesn't really have a, a solid position. He's a bit of a, a jack of all trades, but he comes on and he certainly can finish. We've seen that um, sort of in previous games, and I think I've heard Ray Lewington and, and other people at Palace talk about how he was a, a striker originally at Leicester, and, and yeah, he has got that ability um, to really to, to finish the ball really well, which he did 12 minutes from time, which I wouldn't say killed the game off, but it made it pretty much near certain for a Palace victory then, didn't it? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Luca because I think it was really was Luca's type of game that was, especially as it got into the second half. It got the game got a bit get a bit feisty, didn't it? A bit a bit fractious. There were sort of a few tackles going in, a few yellow cards got dished out in, in the space of I think about ten fifteen minutes. There was there was it was quite a quite a contest, and and that's sort of the the kind of game that Luca thrives on, isn't it? Really, um, and yeah, like you say, Wilfred Zahar. I mean. He was probably the standout player last week against Liverpool and he's really looks like he's hoping to continue that form on now and he, he looks like he's he, he's tur- he's turning into the form or, or returning to the form that he finished last season. He's certainly taking his chances, isn't he? And he's more present in games. I think he's been a bit hit and miss. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously with the, what happened in the summer, particularly right, right at the uh, start of the season, it was, you know, it was always going to impact him. He was, he was always uh, still a useful addition to the team, but he wasn't the Wilf that we're used to. I think he's definitely, the last few weeks, definitely come more, more back into that. <laughs> Whether that's because January's coming up and he fancies him in January, I don't know. But um, yeah, yeah he, did, he did well and yeah, took his chance well. I say, I say again, the keeper will be gutted that one. Like, shouldn't think he's near much like that, but um, who cares? Yeah. I, I think in the, in the goalkeeper's defence there, I, I think he's probably expecting the shot to come across him for Wilfred Zahar's one, um, and he's just left his near post completely unmarked there, and he's sort of been caught out there. For the second one, I, I don't think you can really blame the keeper. It's gone straight through his leg, but it was, it was a great shot, uh, really powerful, low and hard, and I don't I don't think there'd be many goalkeepers that would save that. So, a lovely 2-0 victory and Palace back in action and then on Tuesday night um, at home to Bournemouth. We haven't had a night game for a while, it feels like. But looking at the table now, I, I appreciate, you know, on, on Sunday um, or Monday when this pod goes out, I mean, we've got a few games that take place on Sunday. But Palace are currently sitting 10th in the table, 18 points after 14 games, um, 8 points clear of the relegation zone and only two points clear of uh, fifth position. It's, it's, it's sort of uncharted territory for Palace this time of year, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, 
Burnley, what Burnley was seventh today, weren't they going into this? You know, that only continued today, but you know, it's, it's more like Palace's sort of level of opposition. So, you know, we, we kind of said we wrote those those last few games off. Mm. We obviously got a point from the Arsenal game. Um, you know, we didn't expect to get any from many of them, really, did we? So, but I think what was really pleasing was we were competitive in all of them. You know, by no means we walloped in any of the games. We only been walloped once this year. That was the Tottenham game, which was just a terrible sort of first ten minutes. Really. It was a freak, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, to, to go into this game and to pick up the win as well, which is really important. You know, because we always said on the back of this run, I said it's about now how we turn it around when we're playing the the not so big teams, and we've done that today. So you know, you've just got to hope that we can continue that and. Um, picking the points up and it makes hopefully the second half of the season more more enjoyable um, and not just the last few new games when we are normally safe yeah, completely agree. And just just browsing at the table as, as we are on Saturday evening, I'm looking. Um, congratulations need to be handed to Liverpool, who have reached the 40 point mark, so are safe from relegation. So well done to Liverpool, um, who uh, will be playing Premier League football next year. He will be, mate, yeah. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Matthew, thank you very much for your time. Enjoy your evening in England. I'm going to enjoy my evening in Espia. Um, is that how, how cold is it there? Uh, it's pretty cold, mate. It's, it's, not, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Um, but looking at my little weather app, it says it's going to get down to minus three tonight. So um, I'll, I'll be wearing my beer, jack- beer jacket anyway later on. So um, it should be fine. Um, and then again, hopefully for the game tomorrow as well, hopefully it's, it won't be too cold. But um, I think Jan's got us in the VIP area. So um, lovely stuff. Enjoy. Yeah, cheers, mate. All right, well, we'll be back um, later on then, and you'll hear um, from myself and Jan at the Esper game. But until then, up the palace. Up the palace and come on, Esperg. Cheers, mate. Speak to you later. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Six Point Podcast. I'm joined by the one and only Mr. Jan Mathlinhart. Jan, how are you today? Fine, Luke. Thank you, and uh, nice to see you again in Espia. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it seems like I'm always here. It's only been a month since my last visit, but um, that's that's why I'm here again today. So Espia take on uh, our horse today. Um, a tough game. Um, what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, Espia have been on a decent run since last Olsen's coming to the squad. I mean, um, four games I think he's been in charge for. Uh, two wins, one defeat, one draw. It's not a bad record. Not a bad start either, is it? No, but you could say some of the games, the, the play has been re- really bad. And, and, uh, and like in the last game against Sagerborn, the first half, really bad yeah. performance. The second half, an excellent performance. So what we can hope for today is uh, a bit more consistency. And uh, of course, uh, when we look at the game today, the importance is, uh, is clear because uh, Sødøjske lost against Anas and um, that means that if we win today, we can be three points behind Sønderjyske and whom, whom we're meeting next week. Yeah. So, yeah. so this, uh, this um, um, half of the season can be a small disaster if we lose the last three games. And but on the other side, we can uh, can make it. Uh, Make it okay if, if if they perform well. Yeah, I mean, only three games left. I think including today before the winter break. Um, I mean, how important is it? Do you think to get the points on board before uh, December break? And obviously, because the teams don't come back until I think it's the first week or second week of February, isn't it? I mean, will it have an effect on morale if if, if, if the points aren't bought today? And, and personally, I think you know, whilst three points are needed, I mean, a point today wouldn't really be a bad result, would it? 
Yeah, you, you could say that. A point today, and uh, we are. We, we still have the chance of beating Sønderjysk in the next game and moving in on them. Uh, yeah, a point today against a strong uh, Aarhus team who's been playing really well lately. Yeah, that that would, would be okay. But I always have this feeling when, when I come to a, uh, to a home game in Espia that we should win this game. Yeah, and I have the same feeling today. <laughs> well, especially with me being here because I've not yet seen Espia lose. So I mean, that's a, hopefully that's a good sign. And, and I, I did tweet earlier. Perhaps it's our um, my biggest test so far with our Arsenal in today. Yeah. Um, Given that, can I, can I push you for a prediction for the, for the game today? Yeah, because oh, then it will be... Uh, I, I think Aarhus will score a goal and if we're going to win this one, it will be a 2-1 two, two, victory for SPR or otherwise 1-1. 2-1 one, one. Uh, sounds good to me and hopefully we'll talk after the game as well. Um, thanks very much for your time, man. Appreciate yeah, thank it. you. Yeah, Hello and welcome back to the Six Pointer Podcast and I'm joined by Jan Lindhart after uh, Esbjerg's 2-1 defeat to Aarhus. Um, Jan, a very frustrating defeat, um, I guess considering that Esbjerg probably on, on the balance of the game had the better chances, didn't they? I think so and uh, not only the best chances, they, they played the best football as well. Uh, Aarhus didn't really want to play football today, they, they were... They were def- Defending and not much else. Uh, as one of the Aarhus players said uh, after the game, uh, off the record, yeah, we only played at 20% today, yeah. and uh, we won anyway. So yeah, yeah they they felt a bit lucky, and uh, and I think they were. Well, they're now sitting third in the league, so I guess they can feel pretty pleased with themselves after you know. Like you say, soaking up a lot of pressure from Espia, and, and as, as we mentioned before, Espia probably had the best of the chances. Um, and it was nice to see the youngster was it England come on and get and get the get the, the, the equaliser for yeah, Paddy. He, uh, his name is Patrick Elon. They Paddy call it, they call they, they just call him Paddy. Paddy. Yeah. Yeah. So he came on with a strike that was um, you know from the edge of the box, and the keeper was unsighted. Ironically, it was pretty much identical to uh, our horse's winner, really, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the, the Glenn Doozy wannabe. Yeah. I can't remember his name. What was his name? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he got the winner there in the 93rd minute. I mean, he's an uh, Australian player. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can, you can tell the luck's going against you, can't you, when you're down the bottom, when things like that go, go against you in the 93rd minute, really, can't you? Yeah, I, I looked uh, after last round, I looked at the table, uh, if you ex- the expected points table, and at, in that table, SBR are almost equal to Bunbury in the league. Uh, so, um, this is, this is really a season of, of, of not being lucky, unlucky yeah. uh, instead of luck as we had maybe last season. Yeah. yeah, and we're only a few weeks away, from, as we mentioned before, from the winter break and um, I think it's, it's three, teams, three teams are guaranteed to go down this year, is it, from, from, from the Super League, given the change in format? Uh, what, yeah, one team is guaranteed to go down and uh, I think uh, one of the one of the teams are going to play against uh, a team from the uh, first right. division. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're trying to reduce the numbers. So, yeah. I mean, uh, g- g- given, given that, it's, it's, it's not a good year to be having bad luck here, is it? No, no. Uh, right now, the, the most important thing is not ending on one of the two uh, lowest uh, places in the league because uh, that sends you directly into the first division. Yeah. yeah. I could send you. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed it won't come to that. And obviously, there's a long way to go still. I mean, we've got still got another two rounds before the winter break and then after that, uh, a few more rounds after that. But, I mean, 
What, 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 I guess yeah, I'm always looking for the positives, trying to say positive on this podcast. What can you take from the positives from this game? Yeah, that's what I spoke to the players about after the match as well. Uh, I spoke to Jakob Lungi and, and he felt, uh, as I also do, that this was the best 90 minutes with, under, with the Glass Olsen as a coach. Um, if you look at him playing this uh, 4-4-2, uh, the classic 4-4-2 system, yeah. uh, this was overall the best game. Not the best result, of course, but... Yeah. And uh, I spoke to Lars Olsen about it as well, and yeah, of course he says, yeah, at the end of the day it's down to the points, but you, 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 can, you, can, you can use a, a good game also the next yeah. time when we are coming up against Sønderjyska. So, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not all bad, but yeah, of course, at, when, when, you're, when you're down in the bottom of the table, it all comes down to getting some points. Yeah, of course, I, I, and you need a little bit of luck to go your yeah. way, and, and hopefully the fact that SBA put in a, a really good performance today, well, a, a decent, half-decent performance today, they can, they can take that into next weekend and hopefully get a result, um, which I think... When you look at the fixtures on paper, you'd probably say you're more likely to get points out of that game than you were this one. Really. Yeah, but but then again, an away game in Sunderland, uh, it's never been an easy place to play first. It hasn't, no, yeah, true. So, um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not totally optimistic about that game. I actually felt better about this game today, but um, yeah. No, well, I, I think I think to try and draw on some positives and try to end the consensus, you know, we had we had Suri come on towards the end there, yeah. and I think I turned to you at one point and said to him, I said to you that, you know, he looks really good when he's when he's taking players on. He just doesn't feel like he's got that confidence to do so, but he's got he's clearly got the ability to do so. So perhaps if the management, the coaching staff, can breed that confidence into him, mm. he'd become a really good player for Esbjerg, and, and you know, be that difference on the wings if they're going to stick to the 4-4-2, be the wide player that, that sort of drives the ball forward and, and, and takes on the takes on the right or left back and yeah. and, and makes that difference. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it also against uh, when we beat uh, Pondu uh, at Blue Water Arena. Yeah, he was he had a really good game there, but overall in the season he hasn't performed. So yeah, I, I, I agree with I agree with you. When he's one on one with players, uh, he has a. He has a different gear sometimes, and he, he can he has a different pace than the, than the defenders. So uh, maybe we will see uh, see purely uh, performing better in the future. You, you also have to uh, think that last season he didn't play that many games. Uh, the last ha- half year before he came to SBR, he wasn't playing. So it may take him a while yeah. to sort of get into that routine. You, you yeah. often see that, yeah. of course. Uh, and um, yeah, on the positive positive side, I also think that Jakovenko and uh, Dauda in front, they're actually uh, finding each other pretty well. Yeah, they and, looked uh, quite, quite good today, didn't they? Yeah. A decent partnership. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. so and yeah. also, if you've got Andre Petra to come off the bench still as well, he's yeah. obviously undoubted talent. And he's, 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 it's not a bad thing to have someone like that who you can bring off the bench to make a bit of a difference in, in a game when you need to. I, was, I must admit, I was a little bit surprised surprised not to see him today. Um, yeah, in the end of the game, yeah, but, yeah. but instead we had Paddy coming coming yeah. on and scoring a goal. So. Oh, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so swings yeah. and roundabouts, I guess, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, I mean, to end the, end the podcast yeah. on, on a bit of a positive note that, that we've got, is it Sonderska, how do you say it? Sonderska. Oh, uh, I've got no chance of that, yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, try this one instead, look, because uh, before the game we had the uh, Ableist Skiver. Nope. I can't do that okay, okay, that's a Danish, uh, <laughs> that's a Danish cake we, we had before the game. 
and uh, Luke, Luke, he he could eat them, but he can't spell no, pronounce they, them. <laughs> they tasted very nice, I yeah. must say. They did taste very nice, and I'm, I'm, thank you for Jan for, for introducing me to them. And um, I, I hope everyone enjoyed the Six Pointer podcast this week. Obviously, a bit of a bump edition with the Palace game and the Esbjerg game as well. Um, and hopefully, we're back next week to bring you more good news from not only from Crystal Palace but from Esbjerg as well. Jan, thank you very much for your time again. Thank you, Luke. Cheers, mate. The Six Pointer Podcast. Thank you.